I have something brand new that I'm super excited to share with you. It's called the Community Creators Hub, and I've made it just for you. You can search through every episode of this podcast by keyword, download all of my favorite guides and resources, and find all of my recommended tools for community creators. And the best part? It's completely free. Just go to Community Creators Hub, that's Community Creators Hub, H-U-B, dot com to get your free access. There are some people in your life who you encounter for just a brief moment, but they leave a really lasting impact. Dan Miller was one of those people for me. When I first met Dan, he was attending my in-person community training workshop, and he took a moment to pull me aside and tell me something that stuck with me forever. He told me that I was brilliant and was going to be very successful, which of course I appreciated. And he looks me straight in the eyes and he says, protect your marriage. You're a strong, brilliant, successful woman, and that is going to put a strain on your marriage. So be proactive and protect it. It was advice that would prove to be needed and true in my many years to follow of entrepreneurship. But Dan and I continued to stay in touch and remain friends, emailing back and forth about our latest community insights as he was a fellow community creator creating the 48 Days and Eagles communities. Dan is an incredible soul. So when he emailed me a month ago and told me that he had terminal cancer, I was devastated as many of you who have met Dan or been impacted by his work, 48 Days to the Work and Life You Love or the Eagles community, you all were also shocked and devastated as just before that, he was a healthy 70-something-year-old man. He thought he had a couple months, two to three months maybe, but the cancer progressed much faster. And Just a couple days ago at the time of this recording, Dan Miller transitioned. I want to share with you a previous podcast interview with Dan. Dan, being a fellow community builder and lover, has done some brilliant things with his 48 Days community. And he shared them on the podcast, and he shared some insights around the concept of masterminds and how the true concept of mastermind was meant to play out and how impactful that has been to him in his life and career. So we are replaying this episode for you today in honor of my dear friend, Dan. I hope you enjoy. This is for you, the online business owner who wants to maximize your profit and multiply your impact. I'm Shanna, host of the Community Creators Podcast. I've spent over a decade helping top brands and entrepreneurs create thriving communities that increase their reach, retention, and revenue. This podcast is where I share my best insights and invite you into conversations with the world's leading community creators and cultivators. So grab your favorite mug, fill it up, and let's get started. Well, friends, you are in for a treat because if you do not know who Dan Miller is yet, you are going to be so grateful that you do after this interview that I'm about to have with my friend Dan. So Dan is a New York Times bestselling author of the book, 48 Days to the Work You Love. You've probably heard of it. And through the book, which was the catalyst for all of this, he's been able to impact the lives of millions, whether that be through his podcast, which is always in the top 1% of podcasts 
podcast, whether that be through the book itself or through his 48 Days Eagles community, which is what we're going to be talking more about today. I first met Dan when he attended one of my in-person community trainings, and he had such a love for community and was doing such unique things in his community that we immediately hit it off and we've stayed connected ever since. And we're going to be talking about one strategy in particular that he does using mentors inside of his community. There were literally thousands of things we could have talked about today, but I was like, we have to pick one. So this is the one that he picked, and it's a strategy that any one of us can use. So I can't wait to dive into this with you today, Dan. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. Hey, my pleasure. Always enjoy conversations with you, especially about an interest that we have in common, that being communities. I know. And it's funny because we were already starting to talk before I hit record. And I'm like, Dan and I could talk all day. I better stop us and get us to hit record before our podcast time is up. Okay. So before we get started, uh, tell me a little bit about one of the favorite communities that you have ever been a part of and what you loved the most about that community. I would say it was a small community, actually a mastermind that I had when I went through one of the most challenging seasons of my life in terms of business. But it was a community I put together with my good friend, Dave Ramsey. We modeled it after another group that I had invited him into. So each of us chose five other guys to be part of it. So it was a small group of 12. We met every Wednesday morning for 14 years. Wow. And during that period of time, Dave and I were both growing our businesses the other guys in there were as well, other people in there whose names you'd probably recognize. And we just helped each other, support each other. I love that idea. I've always been a fan of masterminds. You can see I've got a copy over here of Think and Grow Rich, where Napoleon Hill talked about the power of a mastermind. So I've done a lot of study of that. You know what he did with that concept, people like Henry Ford, Dale Carn or Andrew Carnegie and all those. And then studied more contemporary people. Well, even like Benjamin Franklin, though, who at 26 years old started the Hunter Group in Philadelphia. And the power of that small group, out of that small group came our first public library, the first paved roads, the first fire protection system, the first public hospital. All those were things that came out of that little group that he put together. So I'm a big fan of community and the synergy that comes from thinking together, supporting each other and growing together. Oh, I love that. I think there was, I can't, it's slipping my mind right now, but there was a classical writer who did the same thing with a lot of other writers as well. And they were able to do a lot in the art space. So the fact that you didn't just see that opportunity and go, I'm going to start this paid mastermind and and do all these things for all of these people, but you really understood the concept of getting like-minded people together who were on a similar journey and, and meeting consistently. The fact that you all met on a weekly basis there's so many masterminds now that meet quarterly, which is great, but there's so much life that happens in a 90-day period that you really can't go super deep if you're not having that consistent meeting. So I love that you guys did that, and I'm sure because of that, that's part of what allowed you all to be together for 14 years, which is amazing. It is. It was 14 years, and it was it was such a critical time for each of us in the the life of our business and our families, because we were all younger then. So it was just magical. And it really, I continue to study the power of community. So having a community was not just an afterthought, well, I need to add this to the product suite that we have. 
you know, in 48 days. So it's one more thing, one more revenue generation. No, it's a core principle that I've been living in for years and years and years as a very young entrepreneur, the power of community, the power of coming together. And one of the things that amazes me is that we see a lot of entrepreneurs who really think that being an entrepreneur means you do everything yourself. Mm -hmm. And so they are isolated. That's a horrible, horrible recipe. And it's going to limit, it's going to put a ceiling to your growth really quickly. So there's got to be some way that you're connected with other people whose skills complement your own, whose talents can help you elevate, accelerate your success more quickly. Yeah, it's that whole self-made millionaire concept, which just kind of makes my skin crawl a bit. But I think that the amazing thing about that is what a lot of people don't realize before they enter into entrepreneurship and I've been in this world for 10 years, not at the level of success that you have experienced, but it puts such a strain on your family and on your marriage. And if you don't have that community of people coming alongside you that understand how being an entrepreneur has a different impact on the family than just, you know, being in traditional business can be dangerous to be isolated in so many ways. So I'm so grateful that you're speaking to this because I know I was just at a mastermind that I'm a part of and we were having some late night chats in a hotel room with a bunch of other girls and I. And one of the things that came up was marriage and relationships and isolation and community and just how important it is to have that community because there really is, I'm saying an epidemic of like, really bad personal lives in the entrepreneurial space because people do try and do it on their own. So life lessons already in the first like five minutes of this podcast (laughs) that hopefully you take from this, that if you are listening to this and you're like, I don't have those people, that you just find those people, create those relationships for yourself because there's somebody else out there right now who's thinking the exact same thing and waiting on you to ask. So my encouragement to you, find that community of people. And as Dan was saying, Stay connected with them regularly, not just like a once in a blue moon, we'll have a chat. Stay connected on a consistent basis. Okay, so let's talk about your business that you were able to grow during that time in the mastermind. So you had your book, 48 Days to the Work You Love, which a whole bunch of people probably have heard of. But what they may not know is that that one book, which I love this about you, that one book has become the catalyst for your entire business. You didn't change your mind and like, Three years later, it's like, okay, write another book about another thing, and then let's go do another book about another thing. You've just stuck true to this, and you've built a whole ecosystem around this book. So give us the big picture of your business now. Who do you serve? What's the impact that you want to have? I love being recognized as a writer, first and foremost. That's really what I enjoy doing most. I actually like to describe myself as a reader and a writer because my writing is simply informed by the reading that I do. Not where I just go sit in a little cabin somewhere and come up with creative, new, original thoughts. It's a compilation of things that I read. The wisdom of the ages is so rich with information for all of us, principles that are timeless. But 48 Days, the book, 48 Days to the Work You Love, grew out of a Sunday school class. Joanne and I were teaching a Sunday school class, had no intention of that becoming any part of business or income generation. It was just simply ministry, serving, giving back to our community and our church. But that little Sunday school class grew and grew and grew just exponentially. We outgrew the space. We moved it from a Sunday to a Monday night where we'd have two hours of uninterrupted time in a building 
that could seat a couple hundred people. So I was blown away recognizing, and here's how that developed. That was to address career transitions that people were going through. So we were doing that, and I expected to have an 18-year-old who was trying to decide what to major in in college, or the 23-year-old who was just out of school and realized it wasn't as easy as he thought to get that Mercedes in the driveway and a white picket fence. I had a few of those, but what surprised me is the number of physicians, attorneys, dentists, accountants, pastors, engineers who showed up. And I'm like, what are you guys doing here? And those people were saying, you know, people see me as successful and I'm doing okay. I don't think this is it. You know, I'm, I'm living out mom and dad's expectations. I kept going. I've got a JD behind my name because I had the academic ability to go to law school. It's not really my passion. It was that spot that I moved into. So it's somebody who's, you know, 42 years old and says, I don't think this is it. I think there's more. And helping those people not just address what they have the ability to do to generate income, but to look inward first. How has God uniquely gifted me? What could that look like on Monday morning if I really blended my deepest passions and my talents? So, and that's what has been the basis. That's the core message of 48 Days. Then people were asking for material, and I didn't have anything. So finally, just under duress, I started sharing just freely my Sunday school notes put in a three-ring binder. Well, that little three-ring binder took off. Then I went to a conference with Mark Victor Hansen, author, co-author of Chicken Soup for the Soul in Los Angeles, about how to sell books. I came back, and in the next 30 months, sold over $2 million worth of that little three-ring binder. Then I had publishers knocking on my door. Very reverse process. I never went looking for publishers, never made a proposal. They came knocking because I was selling so much of that content. And they were asking, standing in line, can I produce that in a traditional trade book? That, that little book is now in its 20th anniversary edition. I update it every five years. So it has really become the core. Now, when you think about people who are authors, people want to write a book and then they want to get a lawn chair and sit by the mailbox and wait on those royalty checks to come in. That's not what I've done. People who do that tend to be very low on the income scale. I use the message and then allow people to experience it in other ways by coming to live events, by having other ancillary products like seminars they can go through. Of course, there's been other books that I've written that have still segued from the core message like that. We have masterminds, online communities. So the book just introduces people to the concepts. Then they get involved in things where we really produce income. So at this point, yeah, we have a real robust product suite. I have a, a mastermind that is just uh, the core of everything I do, personal mastermind. We have an online community, and then we have live events and other things, ways that people can get involved as well. But it all comes from that core message from that first simple book growing out of a Sunday school class. This is so good because... What I love is that you just waited until there was another need presented. You didn't write out a masterful plan of this like 
funnel that you were going to build or this like product ladder, all of these things that you go to these conferences and they're like, you need the high dollar and the low dollar and the middle dollar and then the low, low dollar. And then that's where you make your money. You really built a movement around this concept. You were very clear on who you wanted to serve. You knew that you could help and you just sought to help in the next way, in the next way, in the next way as the need presented. And now this has just led to this very successful business, but a business that you love and that you're enjoying. And and I think I know that you're very grateful for it because you can just see how it just, it developed over time. It wasn't something that you masterfully planned. So let's talk specifically about the 48 Days Eagles community and that membership community. What is that? Because, you know, we talk about memberships a lot on here and there's subscription boxes and there's coaching memberships and there's, you know, community-based memberships and content-based memberships. So if I'm a part of your 48 Days Eagles community, what does that look like? In let me back up, give you a little bit of backstory here. In 2018, the county where we lived, Franklin, Tennessee, near you, we had on our property there a building. It was actually an old barn and we converted it into what we call the sanctuary. So we had a small event space and then guest quarters. My offices were in there, but it was just an old converted barn. And we had a lot of events there. A lot of people come through. We would max them at 60 people, which really was wall to wall in that little building. And then the county showed up after we had been doing events like that for years there. Thousands of people would come through. The county showed up and says, you can't do this. It's not zoned for this. You can't do this on your property. I'm like, wow, what are you talking about? Now, we were doing, at the time, we were doing seven events a year. Topics like right to the bank, how to turn your writing into money, coaching with excellence, innovate. Seven events, 60 people, they pay $1,000 to come to a two-day event. So you do the math on that, it's almost half a million dollars a year. And the county says, oh, you can't do that. Well, that's a pretty uh, major deal to look at for a small business. And so instead of just, you know, getting all upset and fighting everything. I'm like, okay, what does this make possible? That's a question that I ask, ask often. What does this make possible? I said, how could we continue to have people who come together, encourage each other, support each other, like we would see in those small events? Maybe we can't have them in the same building. Would there be a way to do that in another way? Well, this was back a few years ago, and it was just when online communities were becoming pretty popular. I purchased Stu McLaren's course, went through that, and we started 48 Days Eagles, trying to get the best advice and help I could in terms of how to do that, and just open it up and start having people come to that. So that was in 2018, and we didn't have any live events since then. In 2020, you know what happened. Along came COVID. Everybody who had major events, physical events planned, had to cancel them. They were in a panic. I was perfectly set up. We had nothing that we had to cancel because we had moved to an online community at the perfect time and COVID fueled our growth in that period of time. So we just simply allow people to come together. It's still the same dynamics. We're going to share ideas, share resources, support each other, encourage each other in ways that you couldn't do individually. And so that's what the community is. And it has worked beautifully to do exactly those things at a bigger scale than we ever could with the live events and in a continuing manner, which we would not do at the live events. It was a one-time thing. You were there for two days, then you wouldn't see the people again, likely. 
Here, it's ongoing. The momentum builds and builds and builds. And the success stories, you know, not everybody can take a two-day event, implement, and explore their business. Some need daily, weekly, ongoing encouragement. And that's what we've been able to do in the 48 Days Eagles community. So it fit dynamically. It fit beautifully what we wanted to accomplish. And I want to add, too, that, you know, and you've really set it up well here in that this is not just, well, here's one more thing that we're going to add, one more income generation that we're going to add. This was really out of a need that we felt that we had in our community. So I didn't do as much mathematical calculation as I did conceptual structuring or how can we actually help encourage people in the way that we were doing in our little barn, but in a way that would be provided ongoing. Yeah, you built the entire community, the entire membership around the purpose of how can I get people results? And that's what I love is you're just like, this isn't about, oh, I need this many deliverables and all that. You knew the general structure, but within the general structure that you had, you're like, I know these people, I know the results they're trying to get. And I think there's an opportunity here to get them even more results than they were getting from these workshops. And so a life lesson in this, and we were kind of just talking about this right before we hit record because you have been impacted by Hurricane Ian. You're in that area and you're talking about, you know, everything that's going on around and and just having some perspective around the things that we go through in life. And so for you to come with the perspective, somebody knocks on your door and says, I'm going to take a half a million dollars in revenue away from your business. Many people that would send them into a spiral and they would shut down and we would never hear from that individual or their business again. But you said, what does this make possible? And now because you asked that question, you've built something I would say even greater than what you had with those workshops that you were having on your property. So the 48 Days Eagles community, talk a little bit before we get in specifically to this mentor aspect that you have, will you just talk a little bit about your thoughts around how you have structured this to be a very collaborative environment? Because I hear a lot of people tell me that they have an online community, but really it's a talking head. They come in, they teach, they're the expert. Everybody else listens, asks them questions. They continue to be the expert. And I try to get them to think about how they can shift to the collective wisdom and the collective power of the group. And you have done that really beautifully. So can can you just talk a little bit about that, about how you are not this like expert teaching all of the trainings every month, but how does that play out inside of your community? It really goes back a lot to my understanding of what a mastermind is. Mastermind, that term has been bastardized so much over the last few years. Everybody has a mastermind. And a lot of times, it's not a mastermind. It's simply group coaching. Right, exactly. Yes. Like you said, it's a talking head. It's somebody who's had a little success in what they do. So they get people around them, and it's just constant teaching. That's not what a mastermind is. A mastermind is shared expertise. In my mastermind, I want to have people in there who have as much ability to give as they have need to receive. So we have a group of leaders in there. Yes, I facilitate things that happen in there, but it's not like it's just me and everybody's there to learn from Dan. So the community we have then is built on the same kind of principle. I don't want people just to show up and expect to be taught from me. So there's two things. We have so much talent in the group 
It's amazing. We now have seven deans of different areas. Dean of podcasting, dean of speaking, dean of coaching, dean of family relationships, things like that. Those are people in the community who we simply recognized as leaders and we elevated them to the position of dean. We often have members who speak to our whole community in what we have and what you're referring to are Monday mentor sessions. Monday mentor sessions. Every Monday for one hour, open call to the community. We have somebody on there who shares an area of expertise that's going to help people grow their businesses more quickly. A lot of times those are one of our deans. As a matter of fact, we give them the opportunity twice a year to make sure that they are our Monday mentors in there. Now, what that does, we want it to fuel their business. So if somebody's known as our dean of coaching, who is, her name is Giovanna and Giovanna Allison, people recognize her as an expert. People are going to go to her for coaching that they need. If somebody wants to grow their speaking business, they're going to go to Kent Julian because he trains speakers. So it's not like I want to be, keep everything captive. The only place they learn, get knowledge is just in that group. No, we're providing a ripple effect where a whole lot of people are able to build and scale their businesses, which is what we want for everybody. So we're very, we're a lot more open. A lot of communities don't allow people to talk about their businesses and what they're doing. Well, that's not true in our community. We encourage people to tell us what you're doing. Right now, we're compiling lists of people who have tangible things that could be purchased as Christmas and holiday gifts. We want them to share those. And we go buy those things for people and encourage others to do so. So it's that shared knowledge rather than just top-down training or teaching or coaching. And I think you're able to do this because you really have a culture that people agree to when they come in that, you know, nobody's going to come in there and just start spamming and being promotional because that's just not the culture that you've created. So you have that ability to just say, we're going to encourage this collaboration and do it within this culture, which means that it's done well and it's done in a way that benefits everybody involved. So let's dive in a little bit more to this Monday mentor aspect, because I know a lot of people have said, I want to have guest experts in my community, or I want to have ambassadors, or I want to have, they desire to get people more involved. And I feel like your Monday mentor program is one example of how this can be done really well in a way that serves the mentor, the person sharing and serves the community. So can you talk a little bit more about the structure of that particular deliverable in your membership? Sure. We want to make sure that people are getting exposure to the different components required to grow a business. We know that anybody in there is trying to grow a business of some kind. Now, they vary a lot. Some have physical businesses, bricks and mortar. Some are more in the knowledge, information space, broad spectrum. But they need to understand how to create valuable content, whether it's a physical product or a training program or whatever it is. They need to continue in their own education, their own knowledge. So we encourage attending seminars, purchasing courses. We have a a higher tier level membership where we provide access to visible TV and masterclass as just part of that because we think it's so important to continue that kind of learning. And then, of course, they have to have knowledge in sales and marketing as well. It doesn't matter what how good it is, the product or service you have. If you don't know how to market it effectively, it's not going to go anywhere. So we rotate through in those Monday Mentor calls. 
three of those every month are going to deal with one of those areas. And then the fourth Monday of every month, we traditionally have had focus on a book. Last year, we focused on Think and Grow Rich the entire year. There are 13 chapters in there, 13 principles. So we combined two of those, but spent all year going through that book. And it was transformational for people who maybe had not been exposed to it before to really live out those principles, to decide in advance what they wanted to accomplish and all those kind of things. This year, I'm using that fourth Monday to go through not one book, but one book every month. Wow, yeah. So we're always exposing people to new, valuable, timeless content to help move them forward with resources like that. And then we invite people periodically who are outside of the community to come in as speakers. And I've had people, you know, like Michael Hyatt and Ken Davis, Roy Vaden and Jesse Cole, who owns the Savannah Bananas. People are doing extraordinary things. I periodically will invite in. But we don't look for a lot of that because we have so much talent within the community itself. And we want to validate and embrace that. Yeah. I love that you do that. I mean, outside experts who have expertise in an area that maybe you haven't found inside of your community, or like you said, like somebody like Jesse Cole, who's just so unique, you're not going to find another one like him. So he has something unique to bring, but that you really want to elevate the members of your community. And I've had a lot of people inside of my program or clients be a little hesitant to do that because they don't want to put people on a pedestal. Like, what if they start taking people from my community and You just have this abundance mindset that I feel like has served you so well. So can you tell me a little bit more as specific as possible around the structure of those calls? Is it a Facebook Live? Is it a Zoom call? Is there Q&A? Are they an hour? Are they teaching with slides? Is it just a discussion? I like to give people almost a blueprint for how they can turn around and do this in their community. And I know, I know my community and they're going to say, well, no, but how did they do it? How long was it? Was it a Zoom call? It was a Q&A. Are they paying these mentors? What does all of that look like? Okay. <laughs> you know, everything I do is an experiment. You know, and I love that because we have so much opportunity as entrepreneurs to do that. So few things are written in stone in our community structure, but we try things and see what's effective. Here's what we found to be effective. We meet every Monday from two to three o'clock central. Now you might think, well, gee, aren't some of the people in the community still working traditional jobs? Wouldn't an evening time be better? We tested that. I prefer the daytimes, obviously, because it's just part of my work day. But And we found that attendance is better during the day than at night, because those who are working don't want to add something else on. At night, they want free time with their family, rightfully so. And we, so we have a lot of people watch the replays, but our best attendance is during the day. So we meet from two to three. My daughter, Ashley, is really our community coordinator. She's on there with me. She starts every call with announcements. So we usually have five or six minutes of announcements. What's happening? What's coming up next? What can you anticipate? What new things are we adding? All that. We have that. And then we go right into my conversation. Typically, it's a conversational model that I have with the guest. So if it's somebody in our community who is the dean of podcasting, Eric Johnson, So we talk about podcasting and I ask him just the basics about how can somebody start? They really don't know what to do. How can they start a podcast? How do they identify their target audience? How do they build an audience? So we just walk through things like that. And my goal is to have about 30 minutes of that conversation, which is presenting the core principles of the topic. 
and then we open it up for questions. We always have a really active, engaged audience. They're in the chat. No, we don't bring them on live. And incidentally, the logistics there, we use Mighty Networks. So we're not on Facebook. We love Mighty Networks because we own everything that they see in the community. There's not all those distractions and other things. It's just there. There are other things like Circle out there, but we use Mighty Networks. We started very early with them and love what we're able to do, the functionality in there. So they're on a Zoom call, but we're in Mighty Networks for the ongoing interaction. So they can be asking questions as we're presenting, as we're talking, and then we address those questions. And then at the end of the hour, I drop off, but the community leaders stay on there. We leave the chat open so they can continue to chat a little bit more if they want to anyway. Then on Tuesday nights from 7 to 8 o'clock Central, every week we have, we used to call it office hours. It's now called Eagle Gatherings because we don't want it to sound like it's a corporate thing. So it's Eagle Gatherings every Tuesday night. And that is usually a continuation of the topic that was discussed on Monday. So the guest that we had, whoever was the primary guest, is also on for an hour on Tuesday evening to continue that discussion with any questions that people have. And they always do have a lot of questions. So we can really go deep with people's particular issues, particular questions. We may have somebody on who just released a book. And so we talk about it. We talk about how they came up with the concept, but also not only do we encourage members to buy each other's books, we do a lot of that. There's lots and lots of cross-promotion where people are working together, paying each other for services, supporting each other by buying their products and all that. So we do that really openly, encourage people to do that, whatever it happens to be that our topic has been. I love that you have them for that second conversation on Tuesdays because how often are you taking in that information for the very first time? And you're like, oh, no, I know I should probably ask a question, but I, I barely absorbed what they've just said. So to give people some time to absorb, to sleep on it, to think about how it applies to their business, and then to bring them back for the gathering in order to be able to go a little bit deeper on that, I think that just, again, is set up for their success and actually implementing what they've learned. Because we all know that Oftentimes, all this information just goes in one ear and out the other, or it goes into our, like myself, it goes into the notebook, right? And then never to be seen again. But when you intentionally give them space to revisit that, it just deepens their understanding of it and their implementation as well. And the power of the community, it's so unlike doing a webinar, again, which kind of is a one and done. In community, people say, you know, Two months ago, we talked about X. You know, two months ago, we talked about Brendan Bashar's book, High Performance Habits. And you mentioned this, you know, how can I get more information? So it's, it's continuing over a period of time. So it's, it's building momentum rather than just a one shot on this. Again, one of the beautiful components of having a community is that it's ongoing. It builds and builds and builds for people's success. And we're seeing evidence of that. We've seen, I did a short session two years ago now. I did three sessions on, will it fly? You know, will your idea get off the ground? And for one, I had people who wanted to generate their first $1,000 per month in their business they were doing. The next month, I did those who wanted to hit $5,000 a month. The next 
month. I did those who want to hit your first $10,000 month. We've got people who went through one of those, who went through like the first $10,000 month, who have come back a year later and said, I not only hit my first $10,000 month, I hit a $10,000 week. Wow. And now they're asking, okay, what's next? So we keep creating things for these people. We just created a new level of membership. And the expectation is that somebody is already at $100,000 a year in that. And so we're looking at things. Well, here's, here's another outgrowth of this is because of my mastermind and the things that were happening in our community, I recently created a new company called EIG, Eagles Innovation Group. So we do a lot of work with Eagles. It's a 48 Days Eagles. Eagles Innovation Group. In there, I have people put in investment money, and then we look for companies to invest in where we not only provide financial support, but also mentoring there. So the people in our community who have invested money get an opportunity to not only see a financial return, but also to be active in those businesses. A company may need a chief financial officer or somebody to help with their social media or an interim CEO as a company is growing. So we're creating opportunities like that for our people to really scale their involvement. And incidentally, the standard investment, so we have an even playing field for everybody, is $48,000. So we have people in our community who are putting in $48,000 to be part of Eagles Innovation Group, where it's an investment, but it's also an opportunity to really have hands-on experience in another business and so we vet companies, you know, motorcycle parts distribution. We've got uh, two this week that we're looking at very closely. Uh, I recently went with a couple of the guys in that group with me to Waco, Texas, to look at what Chris and Joanna Gaines have done. Here's a young entrepreneurial couple. There's no high technology. There's nothing rocket science. They've just taken regular, ordinary ideas and done them extremely well, but created a brand that has really served them well. Right. If you put their brand on anything, it sells out. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we've got things we brought back with us, but I want our people in our community to be exposed to the best models there are out there. And those are some of the ways that we're doing it. And I just keep staying ahead of the curve in terms of what they're asking for as we raise the bar for things that we're able to do. You're so creative about it. And that's what I love is you see a problem, you see a need, and you don't just go, well, let me go see what the latest experts are doing to solve this problem. You just dive into your own thoughts and your own knowledge and what you know and like what you're doing with this, the Eagles Investment Group. I mean, that's just incredible because a lot of these people who are in this position, I would say people who have successful businesses that they run themselves, a lot of them, their goal is to kind of not have to be in the day-to-day -day of their business anymore. They want to try and become more of the owner instead of the business leader, but then they find themselves maybe unfulfilled because they're no longer have their hands in it. They're no longer, everything's so systematized and operationally sound and, and everything's working great that they're not getting to use their scrappy creative side that they built that business with to begin with, and they find themselves bored. And now you've given them an opportunity to not just have a financial investment, but to have an investment of that gifting and of that skill that got them to the place that they are at today. So that's amazing that you've done that. And I love just that you're always thinking about how can I give people the opportunity to contribute? Because you know this, I know this, that 
It's at the core of our desire as humans to want to be able to not just be valued, but to provide value and to contribute. And that's where people create belonging. You hear all the time people say like, oh, we want to create belonging inside of our community. And I always ask the question of like, how are people able to contribute to the cause? Because that's where I feel like I truly belong to know that I am a needed and valued member of this community. And you do a really good job of creating that opportunity amongst your members. We had a a gentleman who is pastor. He's Hispanic, pastor of a a small church in um, New Mexico. And as part of providing for his family, he is an active fisherman. Well, in doing so, he created a modification on a fly fishing rod. It's called Tenkara, which is a Japanese term that means falling from heaven. So he wants the lure to look like it just fell from heaven. Well, he was very successful with that concept, the videos he put up and all that. But it was extremely limited in terms of capital to purchase those having been made in Taiwan and China. And there's so much of a cost reduction if you can order in big quantities. So we were able as a community to come around him and help him tap into resources that allowed him to make a major purchase, which reduced his cost almost by half to then elevate his business. And we can all celebrate together. So we're doing really active things like that to help our members succeed. And everybody can see that then. And in the celebration, they're inspired. It increases their confidence. They're like, wow, he's where I want to be three years from now. So there's a real surge forward in this. Now, I know a lot of communities are focused on things other than business building, but ours is specifically for that. And we want everything in there to come back to that. We want to help people thrive in their own businesses. And I think you can apply this concept to cooking and knitting or whatever it might be. In my work, I have been continually surprised at the competitive nature of hobbies. It's kind of interesting to hear people talk to me about the competition that happens within their communities that are really craft-based or hobby-based even. And so I think making sure that we are stewarding a culture that is supportive, that is encouraging, that is abundance mindset, meaning that we can create so much more together than we can trying to do it on our own. I just think that is so important and valuable. And you have talked about numerous ways that you have done that inside of your various communities. So if I am listening to this, no matter what kind of membership I have or community I have, and you were to leave me with One piece of advice that would help me start shifting my community from this me focused, you know, I'm doing all the trainings, I'm doing all the engagement inside the community, I'm leading all the calls, like I'm the one, which is where a lot of people are when they come to me, they're, they're burnt out, they don't love their business anymore, they don't love their community anymore, and they can't quite figure out why. And usually when we boil it down, it comes down to that one factor that they have tried to build up this entire ecosystem and hold it up with their own hands. What piece of advice would you give to somebody as they start to begin shifting towards more of this collaborative type of community? Look for people who have abilities in areas that you don't. So it complements you. If everybody is just trying to be a clone of who you are as a community creator, it's going to limit what you're ever able to accomplish. But I look for people whose 
skills far surpass my own, just like having deans in seven areas. Those people all have areas, levels of expertise in those areas that far surpass mine. So it's, it is that collaboration. It's not just Dan Miller fans. It's the collaboration of knowing to come together, the access you get to ideas and resources and competent people. But I think that's what you're alluding to here is where uh, somebody feels like they lead, they initiate every idea. I mean, when something is posted in our community, my goodness, before I see it, it usually is going to have you know eight or 10 really competent answers to that from other people in the community. And I don't feel any need that I have to go in there and do that. Last week, uh, Joanne and I were on a cruise. I mean, most people in our community don't even know that we were. It wasn't like all of a sudden things stopped. Nothing stopped. Nothing changed at all. Everything continued just as it is. So I can easily step in and out. Now, I love the engagement in there, but I don't feel any pressure to be uh, the one provider for everything that has value in there at all. So I think it would be that. Don't be intimidated. Don't feel like you're going to lose control or have your own impact diluted by bringing in other competent people. Surround yourself with people who are excellent in what they do, and you'll build the value and credibility of your community. I think what you said there was just so powerful. You said, don't be afraid that you're going to have your impact diluted. And I think if the impact that you have had is any indication as to what happens when you create this kind of collaborative environment and collaborative community, it only makes your impact exponential, right? Because it's the impact of the community and what you've created. So Dan, thank you so much for chatting with us. I feel like we could keep going and we probably will. I'll have to have you back on the podcast because there's so much more we could talk about. And I want to hear about EIG group as that develops. But I want people to be able to connect with you. And I think there's a few different ways. I mean, definitely your podcast. So tell them about your podcast. But I know you've kind of curated a lot of these ideas that you've tested to help create more connection inside of your community into a guide. I hope you'll be able to share that with us because I know you have that. And then I'm sure there's a lot of people that are going, I want to see this community in action. I need to be in Dan's world and a part of that kind of culture. So let people know how they can get plugged into the 48 Days Eagles community as well. All right. Well, thank you for that. Sure. The guide that you're talking about, 48 is kind of our magic number. So we've put together a guide that's 48 ways to build community and connection in your membership. It's 48 different things that we've done to really build a sense of community. and if People go to 48days.com slash connect. They can find that resource there. The community itself, I, I wish there were an easy way for people to see the inside. Being in Mighty Networks, you have to be a member to get in there. But if you go to 48dayseagles.com, get the introduction, the overview, and see testimonials from people and hear some of the stories that I've even alluded to here. So 48dayseagles.com is the way to kind of see what we're doing in there. That's awesome. And then what's the name of your podcast? 48 Days to the Work You Love. If you put in 48 days or just the number 48 and you don't find Dan, your computer is broken. I can tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> that brand has been magical. Someday we'll have to unpack how that happened. It wasn't that scientific, but it has been magical. Yeah, we'll have to have another interview that is all on where did the number 48 come from? But the beautiful thing is, is that I think Anytime I hear 
48, I immediately think of you, Dan, and it warms my heart because you're a dear friend. I love everything that you do. And this interview has been an absolute joy. So we're definitely going to have to have you back. Thank you so much for being here. Well, it'd be my pleasure to be back anytime. Great having a conversation. Hey, if you're serious about creating a thriving online community, then you need to really understand the four foundations of every thriving community. I'm going to teach it to you in a free seven-minute training. That's right. It's just seven minutes. You don't even have to give me your email address to get access. All you have to do is go to freecommunitytraining.com or DM me the word training over on Instagram to get access. Hey, friend. Thanks for listening. If you like this episode, make sure to subscribe. Then do me a favor and leave a review letting me know what you want to hear more of. To learn more about the show or connect with me, head to shanalyn.com. That's S-H-A-N-A-L-Y-N-N.com. Until next time.